Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Thank you, Wade. Uh, we are back on California School News Radio with Kevin and Drew, and we're getting ready to talk to our next guest. How are you doing, Drew? I'm doing just fine. Looking forward to hearing from our next guest, William Avila. Yeah, uh, one of the major issues facing families and school districts across the country is bullying, and it's quite sophisticated rise in the social media era. Bullying has always been a part of school. We think of Nelson, of The Simpsons, but what was once something that could be settled perhaps with a stern talking to and a handshake is now taking place in many cases beyond the reach of parents and administrators, and there's no easy answers. The Baldwin Park Unified School District has taken a very proactive and aggressive approach to anti-bullying, and here to talk about this and other issues concerning student safety and engagement is Baldwin Park's Director of Student Services, William Avila. Welcome to the program, William. Yes, hello. Glad to be part of your program. Thank you very much for being on California School News Radio. Have you voted today, William? Have you had no, a chance I'm to gonna vote? No, I'm going to do that after I get out of work today. Okay. Well, uh, well, good luck with that. You might be standing in line a little bit. I hear a lot of people are out there. Well, so, that's good to hear. I, yeah, I think the place to start this conversation is right in the, class, is in the classroom where, where Baldwin Park schools have earned high marks, won several awards, actually, for their implementation of the PBIS Framework And for our listeners who are not familiar with PBIS, it stands for Positive Behavioral Interventions and Supports. So, William, tell us a little about PBIS at the district. Sure. Uh, well, we've uh, been implementing the PBIS framework for the last three years. And just to bring, uh, give you a little background about our journey, uh, we started this work three years ago with providing our school staff and uh, uh, teams with uh, awareness trainings and then the following year, we began implementing the framework. And within that year, uh, we had 16 schools officially launched and began the implementation of the PBS framework. And we had, in that second year of implementation, we had five schools recognized by the California PBS Coalition. And then, our, and then following that, in our third year of implementation, we had all of our 20 of our schools implementing that, and we received 15 awards for that. And what PBS does, it, it creates a culture at our schools where, um, where it's providing expectations, clear expectations for our students, and we're and as staff are working with students to, to model expected behaviors and really engage students and create an environment that's supportive and positive, and really encourages our students uh, to conduct themselves in a positive manner. And um, go ahead. Oh, and, that, and, and go ahead, William. Okay, Please. and with that work we've been doing is all of our schools have school PBIS teams, and that's where the real work is occurring is through, um, through the work of our PBIS site coaches who work with their school staff to really implement the framework and to work day in and day out with the students on the campus. And in, our, in these three years, we're really starting to see some, a change in our culture from consistent practices to consistent dialogue among students. When I visit school campuses, I, you can see that students are really starting to pick up on these expected behaviors. And it's not uncommon where uh, you, you, you see students engaging and uh, their staff engaging in, in dialogues around expected behaviors, uh, having award ceremonies to acknowledge students. Because 
we all like when we know that we're on the right track and we get positively reinforced and praised for the work that we're doing. And we're really focusing on that aspect rather than the punitive one and constantly telling kids what they're not doing correctly, but telling them what they are doing correctly and reinforce that and have kids continue to do that behavior. Well, and I, we, I think we all know uh, that punitive is like something that was practiced back in my day, probably yourself, Drew, and perhaps you, William, um, and that was just no fun at all. Um, <laughs> Drew, do you, uh, uh, well, you, you know, like one of the, to... Yeah, one of the things I find uh, you know, fascinating in this, and uh, William, I uh, had a chance to work for San Diego City Schools for 11 years, many, many years ago, and Actually, one of my friends uh, is uh, Peter Yarrow of Peter, Paul, and Mary, and he's got a bullying, anti-bullying program called Operation Respect. Um, how do you quantify your success? Well, well, how we're measuring our success is seeing a decrease in our student uh, discipline uh, reports. So, for example, we're starting to see a decrease in our suspensions. We're seeing a decrease in our office discipline referrals. And, um, and ultimately, as we begin to survey students, uh, we're starting to an increase in students feeling more um, more positive about being engaged in, in, in with other their peers and also with the staff on campus. Uh, we still see some areas for, for growth and that's where we're still taking um, different steps to continue to make sure all kids on our campuses feel safe and supported. And that ties back into our goal, which is fostering an environment of support, understanding, and emotional safety for our students. Um, and that's one of our goals, which drives the work that we do to ultimately achieve our our mission for the district, which is ensure high achievement for all learners. And some of the other things that we're doing as part of our PBS uh, implementation is um, we're also bringing in guest speakers. For example, um, our director of student achievement, Mr. Richard Noblet, worked with our principals um, to bring in Josh Dream, who's been an amazing, um, amazing guest speaker to our staff and students and even our parents. And Josh has been visiting our schools to engage our students and equip them with strategies and skills that they will need to help um, address and eliminate bullying in our cult- in our campuses. And in addition to that, we're also implementing a variety of different strategies. For example, we have some great school psychologists and school counselors who engage and facilitate social skills groups to help really identify students who may be engaged in, in, in bullying behaviors and try to develop skills for them to not engage in those type behaviors, but also to also support our students who may have been victims of bullying and really make sure that they feel connected and, and re-engage them back into, um, in, into the schools. Because we all know when students aren't engaged, if they don't feel comfortable, if they don't feel safe, they're, they're not going to be able to focus on learning. And that's what we're here in Boulder Parks to make sure kids are learning. And we need to make sure we create a culture and environment that supports that. Yeah, we are uh, chatting with William Abela. He is the Director of Student Services for Baldwin Park uh, Unified. William, how much do you use actually uh, sort of peer role models? So those students that are, you know, in the student body or on the football team or basketball team or whatever the case may be. I want to say stu- uh, that's, that's a daily um, because whenever we have some real positive role models on our campuses involving students from our ASB students, right. from our leaderships and, and our student athletes, our activities, just our common student in the classroom. We expect all of our students to engage in, in um, high expected um, behaviors and we, and we expect all of our students to model that. And that's the part where, you know, just like anything, when students don't, may have not mastered that certain skill or behavior, we need to work with them. And that's where we then bring in our support staff um, 
who then either will then redirect students, reteach expected behaviors, because that's going on in daily, and especially in our younger school, in our elementary schools, and even in our high schools, where teachers are have also having to work with students to redirect them and, and model, okay, this is the expected behavior at our school, and this is what we expect from our students. And that, that's occurring daily. And, it, you know, we have our students who model those expected behaviors, but we also have our staff that are redirecting students and helping them um, understand and bring them along what we expect from our students at our, at our schools because um, you know, bullying is something that is not accepted. And when we do see um, bullying occurring, we do work with our students and our staff to address those things. Well, I would be, I'm curious, William, about the, the, some of the skills that for the students that uh, are, are bullying or suspected of bullying, what, what are kind of some of the skill sets you're trying to direct them towards? Well, that, that's used, um, we also have a, a, a resource or a tool that we refer to, it's, it's a second step program. And that program provides students with um, some skills that we're looking to develop. And it helps teach them self-awareness, self-management, relationship skills, uh, social awareness, and responsible decision-making. Those are the five uh, social-emotional competencies that we're looking to develop in our students. And we've recently started that journey, um, and we've started in our TK and kinder and first-grade classrooms. And that's where our teachers are working with our students um, on a weekly basis to, to help develop those skills. And we're looking to be more preventative and starting in our younger ages and helping to build that skills and and equipped our students to know how we expect them to, to one, is to be aware of themselves and, and being able to manage how they feel. And because ultimately, we all know bullying is a behavior, and it's always masked by something else. And we really try to figure out what's going on there, but also equip them with skills to, one, being able to uh, self-advocate for yourself, being able to uh, understand uh, what are expected behaviors, what are behaviors that shouldn't be tolerated, and how to and how do you get connected with other, um, with other groups. And we use that resource of second step to also facilitate bullying groups. Whenever we have groups where students are just not, um, for whatever reason, making these poor choices, taking these types of behavior, uh, we, we use that material to then work with students to facilitate our groups. And it's, we're starting to see um, where I've seen it, where even our principals will pull uh, groups of students at our elementary schools to facilitate presentations and, and class discussions um, in regards to that. And, I, and we've, we're starting to see that um, it, it's not just one thing. It's, it's a combination of everything that we're doing from our PBIS, our guest speakers, our social-emotional lear- learning component to really starting to see a change in our culture and of, of what we expect from students and what students are, are um, displaying in our classrooms and on our campuses. Well, I think that... Um we're, we're going to have to go to break here in a, in a couple of seconds. We'll come back. We, I want to learn, uh, talk more about the socio-emotional uh, uh, learning that, that we've talked about, William. So we are uh, on California School News Radio here. We're talking with William Avala, Director of Student Services at Baldwin Park Unified School District. We will back to talk more to William right after these messages. Stay tuned. Want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coaches Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. 
The coach's training program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the Coaches Training Program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Love to read but just don't have the time? With Audible.com, you can catch up on reading simply by listening. Audible has the largest collection of digital audiobooks, over 85,000 titles in every genre. Listen to a bestseller on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Android smartphone, or one of 500 other compatible devices. Visit audible.com slash wsradio today and get a free audiobook when you try Audible free for 14 days. That's audible.com slash wsradio. You may have heard me brag about Progressive Medical Center and just how much they've helped me with my health. And Dr. Goley, one thing that you've helped so many people with is migraines. Unfortunately, there are millions and millions of Americans who are suffering with migraines and headaches, and they're debility because it affects the quality of their life and they cannot function properly. At Progressive, we get to the root cause because we understand that migraines could be caused by nutritional deficiencies, hormonal imbalances, believe it or not, delayed food sensitivities. And once we determine what the real reason is, we put a plan of action together with medication that we get them off slowly and we put them on an all-natural approach and the results are amazing. Incredible. I mean, there's so many people that can say they don't live their lives with migraines anymore thanks to Progressive Medical Center. And that's what's exciting and rewarding to us as physicians because we help our patients take control of their health and that's why they're living well. Why don't you get a hold of Progressive Medical Center today? Don't live in pain. Don't have migraines anymore. Just go to their website, ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. This is your life. Live it well. This is Bill Gruber with BizVid Communications, a Southern California video production leader. We've been honored to sponsor, produce, write, and host many of the fine programs on WS Radio over the years. So we understand how important the internet and your website exposure are. As video producers, we know the tricks and secrets to incorporate video to increase your search engine optimization and business success. Visit bizvidcommunications.com to see what we can do for you. B-I-Z-V-I-D communications.com. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com. This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Thank you, Wade. We're back on California School News Radio with Kevin and Drew and our guest, uh, Director of Student Services for Baldwin Park Unified School District, William Avila. Uh, Drew, um, I'll let you lead off this this round here. I know you got some. I got you got some great questions for William. Yeah, you know, before we get into the socio uh, emotional, you know, comments and some of those skill sets and so forth, and figuring all that out, um, how closely do you work with the parents, William? That's um, we are. That's a piece where um, we recently just facilitated a workshop with our uh, TKK one teachers and. Some of the social emotional materials that we're using, it does have a parent component. So that's a piece that we're going to look at exploring a little further because we know as part of a system change, we need to incorporate parents in this and bring them along this uh, the journey. I know a lot of our school sites 
have school community liaisons who work closely with our parents to engage them in, in some of the activities that are going on in the campuses. So that's the piece that uh, we are including parents on this, but I think we can, uh, we can do more. I know our school, uh, our school psychologists do engage our parents, and I know they facilitate parent workshops around the topic of um, um, social-emotional learning and also mental health. Right. Now, do you do any surveys at all, either within the you know, student population or even with the teachers and then with the parents that, you know, uh, you know we've been doing this program for a while now, um, have you noticed bullying going down? I, mean, I know you got some metrics uh, on some of the discipline aspects of it, but you know sometimes perceptions reality. Um, how do the parents feel it's working? So that's the piece where I know as part of our uh, every year we review our district's LCAP, um, and that's the part where there is a component where we do survey our parents each year. Uh, but as far as what we do to also survey our students, we recently have um, we were we were the recipients of a grant. Through the uh, our through our partnership with Kaiser Permanente and along with our Orange County Department of Education, we were able to receive a grant where we're able to now survey students using uh, an instrument called Code Vitality. And what Code Vitality does, it gives us uh, one it identifies student strengths, which when we can capitalize on because uh, going with a strengths-based approach to help empower students with what they're good at, but also identifying. Uh, potential risk factors, and that's the part where one of those risk factors could be contributed to bullying, and that's where we can then have those individual conversations with students where they may not uh, always approach adults, uh, where now we can identify students who may be in need, and we can have those individual conversations with students um, with, um, because we have, some, like I mentioned, some really good counselors and psychologists who then approach students to kind of see um, we're noticing that these are some red flags that we're seeing, and then how can we support you with that? And, w- and then some of those cases might be related to um, things occurring in the home and also things occurring on the campus. And then we then get students connected with additional supports to help them be successful. So that's something that we are doing more this year of, of serving our students, whether it's through our, our PBS school climate surveys, through COVID-tality, uh, which we're doing for a selected uh, students and age ranges in our district, but also I know historically we've always participated in the Healthy Kids Survey, and our schools now are starting to uh, work uh, a little bit more closely with the data, because the data, we're making data-informed decisions, and those are just different pieces of information um, that are now helping us guide our implementation of our work to determine what are our needs of our campuses. For example, if we're seeing that this is an area of concern, we may consider bringing a guest speaker in. We may do assemblies. We may do some classroom presentations. So we're providing more targeted intervention support because of the surveys and the data that's available to us to really help improve our, our climate and our culture at the campuses. And you can't, uh, you can't implement any of these things unless the kids are actually coming to school. And I know that's another area of focus for you, William, is attendance awareness. And so can you speak a little bit about uh, uh, what, what you're doing to, to get kids to come to school and keep them in class? Well, I think it all contributes to um, our, our culture and climate. If we have a positive school climate and positive culture, kids are going to want to be there. And that's the part where it's, it's like I mentioned, it's, it's a combination of everything that we're doing as a district, uh, from, from, our, from our teachers who are welcoming kids every day, from our, our, our clerks who are welcoming students and their parents, um, to everybody. 
And what we have a slogan, attendance matters in every school that counts. When you drive up to any one of our schools, you'll see the, a banner with that, with that slogan there to really inform the community that attendance matters. And, and um, on, that, on our banner, there's, a, there's pictures of our students who have graduated from Baldwin Park schools. So it's, it's the idea that if you're here every day, you're going you're gonna to achieve your goals and graduate and go on to pursue your post-secondary goals. So we do, our school sites hold um, attendance meetings um, to really look at the data, to make decisions and say uh, what, what targeted supports do we need to provide our students and our parents to make sure kids are here every day. But ultimately, we also hold um, attendance uh, uh, ceremonies and attendance assemblies to recognize the students who are perfect attendants, but not just the students who are also perfect attendants, but the students who have also um, who have improved their attendance. And I know as part of our, even in our principals' meetings, we, uh, we also call, acknowledge through our trophies that we give our schools for, stu- for the highest elementary, the highest middle, the highest high school, but also the most improved because ultimately we're always looking at making progress. And uh, we're very fortunate that our superintendent, uh, Dr. Froyland Mendoza, joined the attendance works, superintendent's call to action, and really making sure attendance is a priority in Baldwin Park. And I know our goal is to achieve our goal of 97.5% attendance rate. And, we're tr- and some of the things that we're also doing is early identification of students uh, who are showing um, patterns of missing school. Our school community liaisons are making contact with our families. Our attendance clerks are also working with our families to really find out what's, what's going on, why is the student not coming to school, and really look at what interventions need to be put in place and how do we support our students and our families and really find out what the root of the issue is, and then so we can then apply the appropriate intervention, whether that's, um, um, you know, in our community, we have a variety of different students who may benefit from um, getting them connected with um, some additional support through an outside agency, getting them connected with um, resources in the community, and ultimately um, some students who just may have a health condition that we may have not been aware of, and then getting them connected with working with our nurses and, and making sure that we have plans in place to make sure kids are successful. So we try to take everything as a positive approach and trying to really engage our families and find out what the root of the problem is. But ultimately, we also have some families who, um, like in any community, who just for some reason can't get up in the morning and who are late. So we, then we apply different interventions for those cases. But we really try to find out what the, what the root of the problem is because we want to make sure kids are here every day because we all know that when kids are here every day, that's going to translate into more student success in the academic realm and help them be ready for our uh, next chapter of their life. So really, just student achievement is, is, is the end result of communication. If you're communicating well with every, if every branch is communicating well with each other, uh, you will see the student achievement rise. Correct. And, and that's where um, everything's connected in, in the work that we do here in the district from our, from our PBIS, our social-emotional learning, to the groups, to attendance. Um, those are all the conditions that we're trying to create to have optimal learning um, outcomes for our students. And that goes back to our mission of, in our district is to ensure high achievement for all of our learners. And it's through the work that we do as collectively as a district um, from, and all of our staff every day to really support our students. Yeah, William, I've got about 30 seconds to go here, just a quick one. Um, do you have a lot of other districts coming to you folks and saying, boy, look at these guys, they're doing a great job at uh, Baldwin Park, we need to learn from it. Does that happen? Yes, it does, actually. We had a couple of our neighboring districts wanting to see um, 
For example, we've been implementing NAMI clubs at our high schools, and that's where uh, we've had some of our neighboring districts wanting to come in and, and visit and see some of the work that's occurring at our high schools. And I know one of our high school service, the high school, has received a lot of uh, press in, in the work that our students are doing um, in regards to the implementation of our NAMI clubs. And, um, and that's also another component of changing the culture and changing the climate. And our students are really engaging. Um, that's terrific. Yeah. Kevin, always enjoy the show. Well, thank you very much, William, for coming on the program. That's all that we have time for. Drew, we will be back next week with another edition of California School News Radio. Join us then. Uh, this is Kevin for VMA Communications. Thank you also to Wade Taylor and Valerie Martinez. Uh, we will see you next week. Go out and vote. Don't forget to vote. One person has the power to change the world, impact millions of lives, and leave a legacy for lifetimes to come. That person is you. In the New York Times bestseller, What is Your What? Steve Ulcher, award-winning author and founder of the Reinvention Workshop, reveals his proven process that has helped thousands of men and women discover, share, and monetize the one thing they were born to do. Grab your free copy now at www.whatisyourwhat.com slash free. That's www.whatisyourwhat.com forward slash free. Take a break from politics. Tune in and learn something. WS Radio shows are worth your time and are filled with tips and advice. Add us to your lunch routine and we'll give you a meal for your mind. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. Education, industry experts, back to the basics. Is your company using the Internet of Things to its fullest potential? Enlist the Peggy Smedley Institute and its team of experts to create a customized plan for how to apply the IoT to your specific needs. Learn everything you need to know to achieve tangible business outcomes in today's digital economy. Contact us at 630-933-0844 at 630-933-0844 or visit learnitiot.com. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. You take your smartphone almost everywhere you go. Now WSRadio.com can be there, too. Search WS Radio in the Play Store for your Android devices or iTunes for Apple and download the WS Radio application. WSRadio.com, on your phone and in your ear everywhere you go. Download the WS Radio application. Do it now. It's very easy. WSRadio.com.